Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about saving. Saving money, saving money is such a hot topic and this is one of the biggest myths in the financial industry, in the personal finance industry, is this idea that you should always be saving. You should always be saving. I get asked this in interviews all the time. Chloe, what percentage of income should, you know, millennials or should Gen Z be saving or what's a, what's a good rule of thumb for how, and, and it applies to other things too, like percentage spent on this or percentage, whatever. But, but let's, for this example, talk specifically about saving. What percentage of, you know, income should people in their twenties and thirties be saving? And I never answer that question. I never answer that question in interviews, and here's why. I do not believe there should be a standard of here's how much you should be saving for a couple reasons. Reason number one is it doesn't make sense across the board. It doesn't make sense across the board. If I said, oh, uh, you know, women in their 20s, women in their 20s to 30s should be saving 10% of their income every single month. Should be putting it in their savings. That could, number one, for someone who is a single mom who works, you know, maybe she's, she's a teacher and she has two kids and she has a dog and she has a house and she is working her butt off, saving 10% might not be feasible, that might not be realistic for her at this point in her life, um, you know, depending on like where she's living. Let's say she's living in a more expensive city. I have hiccups. Um, and that might, 10% might not work. 10% might not be feasible. So she might be listening to, let's say, an interview where I say, oh, you need to save 10%. And she goes, oh my gosh, well, I suck. I'm a failure. I could never do that. That's just, you know, if I need to save 10% to be financially free, that's not in their cards for me. Okay, and that's so discouraging. On the other side, let's say I have this, you know, an interview and I say save 10% and somebody is out there, a different woman in her mid-20s, she's a single bachelor, she lives in the Midwest and she makes six figures and she has very little expenses. She could be saving a shit ton more than 10%, but she might listen and say, oh, well, if I'm only supposed to save 10%, I guess I'll just like start throwing 10% and then I'll just do whatever, you know, with the rest of my income. 
So either way, that's bad advice for those two people. Now, there might, of course, be people who fall in that middle ground of like, oh, 10% is a challenge, but it's kind of doable. We'll start there. And, and sure, that's great. But that's reason number one. I don't like saying, hey, just try to save this percentage. I don't like doing that because it really does not take into consideration resources, right? Likely you've heard me say this on the podcast before, but you can't compare results without comparing resources. You can't just look at two random women who are 25 and say, oh, well, she can save 10%. She can't because you don't know their, their backgrounds. You don't know their, you know, the things that they've had to deal with. You don't know their income levels. You don't know if they're, who they're supporting. Like there's so many things that you don't know. So you can't just compare those two, you know, women off the cuff like that. Can't compare results without comparing resources. Um, so of course that's reason number one, which is why I don't like saying save a certain percentage. What I recommend instead, before I go on to reason number two, what I recommend instead, which I guess this does lead into reason number two, what I recommend is sitting down and figuring out a priority list. And I'm not going to go too much into that because I have a ton of other podcast episodes where I go into that, um, which we can link in the show notes. But I want you to sit down and figure out what makes sense for me. When I look at what my priorities in my life are, what are the different things that I want to do? Is it, you know, after, you know, start with your, here's, here's my income. Like after taxes, this is what my paycheck is per month. And write that on a piece of paper. Don't get fancy. Don't get too fancy. I don't care if it's a sticky note. I don't care if it's a back of a napkin, right? Here's what my paycheck is. Okay. Here's what my paycheck is. And then start writing all of your different expenses, write all of your different expenses and say, okay, at the end of that, what else is left over for spending money? What else is left over for expenses that don't come up monthly, right? Those non-calendar expenses that like a hair appointment that you get every so often or an oil change, by the way, shit, I need an oil change. That just reminded me, man, I got to like write that down. I keep forgetting. I need an oil change. Um, write down those, uh, non-monthly expenses, figure it out and figure out at the end of the day, when I allocate money for the things I need to pay for, my expenses, the things I want to pay for, right, my spending money or whatever, and then things that kind of come up, not, not every single month, but are, are direct to that specific month. After all those things, then what's left over? Whatever's left over, where does that need to go? Right? Where does that money need to go? It could need to go into savings. So like that could be your top priorities. I want to save, um, you know, for my emergency fund or I want to save for this, but it might not be saving that is what you're doing with your extra money, which leads me into reason number two, why this is bad advice to be like, save 10% of your, of your income or whatever. The second reason, and this is a big one, okay? I, we better have some minds blown from this. You do not always need to be saving. Let me say it again. You do not always need to be saving. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I grew up 
where my, my parents, my grandparents, like I heard this all the time of like, are, you got to be saving money. You got to be saving money. Always be saving money. What, how much can you be saving every month? Are you putting aside a little bit to save every single month? Which I get, right? Especially if, if we go back to, you know, my, what, so, you know, I look at my parents and my parents were taught things about money primarily from their parents who are also very much like, hey, save money, save money, save money. And then you go back and say, okay, who are their parents taught by? Like my grandparents, who are they taught by? Primarily their parents. And when you look at what are the like uh, things that were going on in the world when my great grandparents were parents, um, you know, and we're looking at like what was going on in the economy and there's a lot of fear and all these different things. I can absolutely see why this idea of you always need to be saving has been passed down. However, what I would recommend to you instead, like I mentioned a little bit ago, is having a priority list because you don't always have to be saving. I, I think a better, um, a better phrase or a better thing that we could start saying is how much are you investing? Because we could always be investing once we've done these other things, right? I, I am not always saving, right? You're, you're the, the money expert that you're listening to right now on this podcast. She's not always saving. I save for things. I'm always investing. I am always investing. But I save with intention for something. I don't just save money. Here's why. Um, as we're going through our priority list and the steps we need to take before we get to a place of, you know, really feeling that financial freedom, one of the big ones is an emergency fund, making sure we have an emergency fund. I have eight months of expenses in my emergency funds at all times. I have eight months of expenses. So I know that if anything happened to me, that I am literally covered for eight months. In addition to that, I know that I have the right insurances um, in order to, if anything else were to happen to me, like, you know, long-term disability insurance, which again, I'm not going to go into in this episode because I don't want to get too um, off on a tangent, but I have other things to protect my income to where I don't need to every single paycheck save, 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 save because I have that emergency fund, okay? Because if I needed anything like, oh my gosh, something crazy has happened. I need money. I have that emergency fund. And again, I also have the right insurances and things like that to protect me. Now I do save money often, but it is for something. So in April, bought a lake house. Um, and my goal this year was to do renovations to this lake house and, and put a bunch of, um, like cash flow, a bunch of these, pretty, you know, decently sized projects at this lake house. And I knew I wanted to cash flow them. So for those projects, months before the house and leading up to the house, even after the house, I would say, okay, I want to, one of the projects that we're doing is, um, you know, we, we, we put like a fence, a fence in, um, we're getting, there's turf going in right now. Uh, knocking out windows and putting in floor to ceiling windows. Well, I guess like their door, like they slides their doors, whatever. But anyway, those projects, I would say, okay, how much is this project? 
cool. I'd figure it out. And then I would sit down and say, okay, I need to save X amount by this date. And then at the time, my additional income after my what I was investing, because that's a continuous goal of mine. Um, I have an investment goal that I try to hit every single month. And so once I hit that minimum investing goal, everything on top of that that I would normally also throw into investments, now I put into my saving my savings account, my high yield savings account. I have a training on high yield savings account. Go check it out. Um, if you don't know what a high yield savings account is and you want to know why to open one, I have a free training on what to do, which one I like, etc. But I would put that money in a high yield savings account. And then once it's time, the project is done and I owe the other half of it, I transfer it over and I pay that. But when I don't have a project, I am not continuously saving. Now, there are exceptions to this, right? So let's say you're like, I'm saving for a house, but that's going to take me a hot minute to do, then that's okay. Maybe you're saving for a house and you're also investing at the same time or whatever. But I don't want to get into this idea that all, you always have to have 10% and your savings always has to be growing because saving money, even if it's in a high yield savings account, Saving money is not going to build you wealth. It's not going to build you wealth. Um, If you look at inflation alone, you're actually losing money by just holding on to money, even if it's in a high-yield savings. If it's like in a safe or in a mattress under your bed, you're definitely losing money because of inflation, um, which inflation basically just means that the price of goods is increasing. So it costs a little bit more. You might see this when, when rent goes up or when it costs a little bit extra to get the, the drink at Starbucks that you like or whatever that may look like. So if inflation is going up, that means that the price of the dollar goes down. Now, that's just fancy schmancy talk for saying, I used to be able to buy 10 things for $10 and now I can only buy five things or seven things or whatever. So when we're doing this, again, when we're just saving money, we're not actively building wealth from that number one, but we're also not accounting for like losing the dollar value because of inflation. And so because of that, saving shouldn't be our ultimate goal. Investing should be. Investing should be our ultimate goal. That doesn't mean we don't want to protect ourselves in the meantime. We create financial security and stability a lot of times through saving money into an emergency fund and also by cash flowing things that we want to do in our life, by cash flowing the vacation, by cash flowing this, because that allows us to not go into credit card debt or take out a personal loan to be able to do things, which again, when we have, um, especially like consumer debt, that is, it's just more risk. It's more risk in your life to where when you don't have that debt, that alone is creating more financial security in the same way that saving money does. And so um, by us being able to have an emergency fund, that's big, that's number one, um, and then also be able to, hey, okay, looking ahead, we want to do, we want to go on this trip in a couple months. I'm going to start cash flowing this so I can pay to go on the trip. And then once I'm done cash flowing that, I'm going to go back to putting that extra into investments. That's the place we want to get to. Now, you might be like, whoa, hold your mother freaking horses, Chloe. I still have credit card debts pay off. That's completely fine. That's completely fine. Still, we want to have an emergency fund. 
And then instead of saying, oh, I need to save 10% and go and pay off these credit cards, we have our emergency fund and then everything extra goes towards paying off the credit cards or go towards paying off the car loan or whatever it is we're paying off. Then once we've tackled that goal, then we go back to what do I need next? Is it something I need to save for or is it time to start investing? Okay, so that is your money myth of the day debunked um, because we, the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal, yes, we want to create safety and security with money, but we also want to build wealth. We want to build massive wealth so we can do really cool things for us, for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for our community, and for our world. And we're going to use money as a tool to do that. And we got to do that through investing. Um, so if you want to hear more about investing or if you have investing questions, we're actually going to do a new segment on the podcast called Ask Chloe. Um, so you can feel free. We're going to have that on our stories. You can email that in um, on our website. You can deeperthemoney.com. There's a spot for Ask Chloe. You can send in your questions. Um, and so if you have any other questions, we're going to do, again, more follow-ups on answering your um yeah, answering anything you guys have for us. And again, if you love this episode, please show me the love. So I know you want more episodes like this. Post it on Instagram, tag me, um, tell us what you like about it and leave us a review on iTunes. All right. We will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Oh,